Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to another edition of our program on Saturday night, I am Connie. In this episode, we invited our old friend Dr. Hofstadter, and we'll explore more interesting knowledge about exosomes. Welcome, Dr. Hofstadter, would you say hello to our audience? Good evening every dear friend in the audience. And nice to see you again Connie. Okay, Dr. Hofstadter. We made an important point in our last episode that the diversity of bioactive molecules associated with exosomes suggests that they play a central role in generating the tumor microenvironment. And you used multiple research results to explain this point of view in depth. Based on the release of tissue factors, immunomodulators, and oncogenic molecules, tumor cell progression can use multiple forms of exosome-mediated communication to simultaneously affect multiple effector populations. Therefore, the signals transmitted to neighboring cells via exosomes may reflect the transcriptional state of the parental cells. However, as exosomal messenger RNAs and microRNAs are transferred, their effects on the translation machinery of target cells are extensive. Thanks for that, we now know exosomes are not only active molecules of intercellular communication, but also regulators involved in immune responses. I think that would be the central theme of our discussion today, right, Dr. Hofstadter? Exactly, and I think we could start from the basics. The preliminary identification of exosomes released by tumor cells is envisaged as the discovery of a new acellular tumor antigen source. They are used for in vivo immune priming or tumor vaccine design. It is speculated that cancer cells regulate the components of the microenvironment and affect the function of the immune system mainly, through intercellular contact and the release of inhibitory soluble factors. However, a unique alternative mechanism has been proposed. The mechanism involves the active release of immunosuppressive exosomes by tumor cells. Since tumor-derived exosomes are abundant in the blood and malignant effusions of cancer patients, their release appears to be an important feature of intercellular communication. It has been proposed that tumors constitutively shed pleiotropic immunosuppressive exosomes that protect and support tumors to facilitate evasion of lymphocyte immune surveillance. Is there evidence to support such a concept? Sure, as I mentioned before, the released exosomes express biologically active molecules. So, you know, the ability of exosomes to modulate lymphocyte and monocyte function has been analyzed. The immunological significance of exosomes, although far from clear, I have to admit, is related to their potential to modulate the host immune system. This is more likely their primary function, I guess. Supporting this notion, the macromolecules displayed on exosomes have a topology similar to that observed on tumor plasma membranes, which allows them to interact well with target cell surface receptors. This localization can mediate signal transduction without the need for direct cell-cell contact. In addition, these microvesicles can also fuse with recipient cells, causing the cells to acquire new molecules and deliver messenger RNAs and microRNAs through this pathway. 
tumor exosome release has been described to regulate evasion of anti-tumor immune responses. Could you introduce the specific stages they involved? Well, the anti-tumor immune response can be divided into three distinct stages, and tumor-derived exosomes can play a role in each stage. The first step involves the recognition of tumor cells by innate immune cells. Tumor progressions are coordinated by biochemical and biophysical signals from the tumor microenvironment. After growing to a certain threshold size, solid tumors exceed their ability to obtain oxygen and nutrients in this hypoxic environment. According to reports, for tumor progression to occur, an angiogenic switch is required. An angiogenic switch promotes the transition of tumors to highly vascularized and progressive growth. This process further induces extracellular matrix remodeling and the creation of a pro-inflammatory environment, leading to the recruitment of innate immune cells and the mediation of T-cell entry into the tumor microenvironment. So, what are the first components released by tumor cell-derived exosomes? Recent studies have shown that the MHC class 1 associated chain MICA and MICB ligands for NK cell activated receptor NKG2D are released by tumor cells as a component of exosomes. This shedding of this class of ligands by tumors not only prevented the recognition of tumor cells expressing MICA and MICB, but also resulted in the downregulation of NKG2D expression on circulating CD8 plus T cells, NK cells. As a result, the anti-tumor immune response is impaired. I know a research team has demonstrated that treatment of natural killer cells with MICA-expressing exosomes, suppressed cell surface NKG2D expression, and also suppressed the toxicity of these cells. Thus, their findings demonstrate that exosomal MICA-NB expression is a mechanism of natural killer cell inhibition. So I would say this is one of the pieces of evidence that exosomes promote immune escape and progression. So that's the main content in the first stage. So, what about the second phase? The second phase of the anti-tumor immune response involves the maturation and migration of tissue dendritic cells and the initiation of naive T-cells. Blood-derived exosomes from melanoma patients have been shown to promote the production of myeloid-derived suppressor cells from peripheral blood mononuclear cells. You know, this is one of the main mechanisms by which tumors evade immune recognition. Bone marrow-derived suppressor cells have powerful immunosuppressive functions and can suppress T-cell immune responses through multiple mechanisms. In addition, tumor exosomes have been shown to be involved in regulating the adaptive immune response to cancer cells in animal models and cancer patients by impairing the differentiation of peripheral blood monocytes into dendritic cells. Therefore, it is reported that the generation of tumor-specific T-cells is a very inefficient process. Tumor-derived exosomes can also express apoptosis-inducing ligands. What significance does this have for tumors to escape immune monitoring? Tumor exosomes can induce a series of functional defects in tumor response effector T-cells by expressing apoptosis-inducing ligands such as FASL. These ligands directly stimulate their T-cell targets to negatively regulate T-cell activation. As far as I know, a study of human prostate cancer exons with activated T-cells exposed a dose-dependent inhibition of CD8 plus T-cell proliferation, 
stimulated by FOS and FOSL interactions. In addition, tumor-derived exosomes block innate immune effector cell function in natural killer cells by producing exosome-related MICANB. The result is to downregulate the expression of NKG2D to reduce NKG2D-mediated killing. I've read that the production of MICANB and FOSL related to tumor exosomes has been proved to reduce not only the effectiveness of the innate immune system, but also the effectiveness of the adaptive immune system in rejecting tumors. Is that true? Yes, it is. I mean, theoretically, these released exosomes regulate lymphocyte function by simulating activation-induced cell death. Lymphoid cells seem to release exosomes after activation, which seem to play an important role in immune regulation by preventing excessive immune response and the development of autoimmunity. It is speculated that the exosomes released by tumor cells are the re-expression of fetal cell exosomes, and both constitute a way to avoid immune surveillance. How about the third stage? What do exosomes do in anti-tumor response? It is the production and homing of tumor-specific T-cells. Tumor reactive CD4 plus and CD8 plus T cells homing to the primary tumor site are an important step in tumor eradication. Tumor exosomes express membrane bound ICM1, which can effectively block the interaction between lymphocytes and endothelial cells, thus reducing the recruitment of adaptive immune cells. There are some studies have shown that tumor infiltrating T cells are damaged by tumors and show altered expression in intracellular signal transduction molecules. How does the expression of signal transduction molecules change? What does this mean? Co-incubation of tumor exosomes with T-cells resulted in decreased expression of signal transduction molecules. This suggests that tumor exosomes may be another mechanism used by tumors to escape immune recognition. This change has been observed in several types of tumors, namely, malignant melanoma, ovarian, and pancreatic. In addition, the study reported that cancer patients showed a high frequency of inhibitory peripheral blood regulatory T-cells, compared with normal controls. I see. So what is the importance of the immunomodulatory properties of tumor-derived exosomes? The immunomodulatory properties of tumor-derived exosomes may be crucial in regulating peripheral tolerance and promoting tumor immune escape. The tumor cells I just mentioned have been shown to infiltrate tumors and participate in the induction of CD8 plus tumor-reactive cytotoxic T lymphocyte apoptosis. A related study shows that tumor-derived exosomes expand and promote the inhibitory activity of human regulatory T cells by upregulating the expression of a variety of molecules. Therefore, in general, these studies support the role of exosomes in regulating the host microenvironment to escape immune surveillance by stimulating tumor angiogenesis and metastasis. So I think this suggests that tumors may use exosomes to control the host immune system without direct interaction with host immune cells. The key components of the immune response, such as antigen-presenting cells, are significantly affected by the interaction with tumor exosomes. How to prove that the immunosuppressive pathway of exosomes exists in vivo? Well, tumor-derived exosomes not only impair the ability to circulate monocytes to differentiate into functional dendritic cells, 
but also differentiate these cells into CD14 plus monocytes expressing low levels or lacking HLADR. These cells are relatively abundant in peripheral blood mononuclear cells of patients with melanoma and inhibit lymphocyte proliferation. These landmark changes induced by tumor-derived exosomes on target immune cells in vitro can also be detected on immune cells isolated from cancer patients. You know what, this also supports the hypothesis that these inhibitory pathways exist in vivo. How is the continuous characterization of tumor-derived exosomes achieved? Immunologically and biologically active molecules identified by biochemical analysis enable continuous characterization of tumor-derived exosomes. Compared with macrophages exposed to control exosomes, these exosomes were expressed in NF-kappa-B activation, and TNF-alpha release from untreated macrophages activated a stronger pro-inflammatory response. Parallel evaluation of the structural components of tumor-derived exosomes showed that the expression of tumor antigen on the surface of vesicles was enhanced. In mouse melanoma culture, the expression of glycoprotein on the upper surface of isolated exosomes was similar to that found in the melanoma cell membrane. Compared with early tumor cells, exosomes released by late tumor cells were found to produce dose-dependent inhibition of MHC class II in macrophages. In addition, exosomes inhibited lymphocyte activation, induced by phytohemagglutinin, anti-CD3, concanavalin A, and IL-2. It is well known that the pro-inflammatory microenvironment is related to the development and progression of cancer. I know macrophages play an important role in the development of a pro-inflammatory environment, and interleukin-1-beta acts as a major cytokine regulator. Due to different polarization directions, polarized macrophages are divided into pro-inflammatory M1 and anti-inflammatory M2. So, what is the connection between this polarization and exosomes? Actually, the internalization of exosomes may be related to the expression of cytokines, related to polarized macrophages. Studies have shown that exosomes can induce macrophages to produce IL-1-beta, which is mediated by exosome-related fibronectin. In vitro, macrophages can be polarized to the M1 state by treatment with an inducer. These M1 macrophages induce the synthesis of pro-inflammatory cytokines and chemokines, including AL1-beta, due to the activation of some signaling pathways. The level of IL1-beta in M1-polarized macrophages increased, while the protein was not found in M2-polarized macrophages. However, some studies have found that the internalization of exosomes is not necessary for the induction of IL1-beta messenger RNA and protein. I see. That is, tumor exosomes induce a pro-inflammatory environment from macrophages due to the expression of secreted fibronectin. Due to these exosome effects, they can represent the central medium of the tumor-supporting microenvironment. Okay. That's all content for today. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. Until checking more interesting knowledge in our next episode, Thank you all for joining us.